Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. And once again, we are very honored to have with us a man of men, a person that respects what used to be called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in America, and knows more about it, I would say, than anybody that I know. And if you can find somebody that knows more, let me know. And that's Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, thank you for being here today. Uh, Gerald, a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for the generous introduction. Well, it's true. And, um, you know, you only write about facts as we do with the Trends Journal. And by the way, the, the cover of this week's magazine uh, kind of says the story a bit. The um, Occupy Peace would die in war. There you go. What side are you on? Well, you know, I saw the cover last night and I guess my eyes were tired because I did not see what I now see, which is the peace sign in blue superimposed. That's beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. And all you're allowed to do is you're only allowed to speak about war. You are banned from the mainstream media if you speak about peace or give two sides to the story. Now, the public and the people watching us now need to know there is no exaggeration whatsoever in what you just said. Mainstream media, including my former employers, are not interested in, well, are the Israelis going to slaughter the Palestinian civilians? Are they going to use American weapons to do so? Is the United States participating in in this behavior does it constitute genocide is it ethnic cleansing these are academic intellectual moral profound practical questions that you can't ask on mainstream media you can't even argue on mainstream media uh that joe biden is without the constitutional authority to send cash and troops to ukraine and weapons and troops to the Middle East. Zero authority. 2,000 Marines, five miles off the coast. Aircraft carrier surrounded by 10 supporting ships, five miles off the, coast, off the coast. Another aircraft carrier surrounded by 10 support ships. We don't know how many Marines are on that. In the Persian Gulf. The Persian Gulf, what does that have to do with Israel and Hamas? Unless... Lindsey Graham, they want to pick a fight with Iran. You know, you have an article that's coming out tomorrow, really, really and goes into this in detail. Biden, war in the Constitution. <clears throat> Excuse me. All power in the federal government comes from the Constitution and from no other source. Congress, however, has managed to extend its reach beyond the confines of the Constitution domestically by spending money in areas that it cannot regulate and in foreign policy by looking the other way when presidents initiate military violence, you write. <clears throat> so so uh, we'll take Ukraine as an example. Congress gave uh, Joe Biden a blank check for $113 billion. Spend it however you want. It's being spent about uh, 25% in cash going to the most corrupt <laughs> regime uh, in the world that we know of, uh, and the rest in military hardware. Some of the military hardware 
can only be operated by Americans. So a good good uh, picture right there. So uh, are there American soldiers on the ground? Yes. Are they pulling the trigger that is sending projectiles to kill Russian boys? Yes. Has this been authorized by Congress? It has not. In the case of Israel, because the House of Representatives is dysfunctional, quite frankly, Gerald, I am happy it's dysfunctional. It can't, it can't enact any more laws. It can't regulate any more behavior. It can't right any more wrongs in its own mind. And it can't tax any more events. Let it stay dysfunctional for a long time. But there's been no authorization whatsoever for Israel. And still, we have special forces on the ground in Gaza. Colonel McGregor says two of them have been killed. And we don't know about it. He knows it from his sources. Uh, Israel and the U.S. are keeping it from mainstream uh, media. And what are those 2,000 Marines getting ready to do? Storm the beaches without congressional authorization? Did Congress declare war on Gaza and somehow we missed it? And, you know, your article, you know, you go on to write about both Ukraine and and um, what's going on in Israel. And how they really, the, the president's, don't care about the constitution and they make up these laws that give the president the right to do anything that he wants. Correct. They made up the war powers resolution, which allows any president to fight any war against any foe at any time for 90 days without a declaration of war in defiance of, uh, of treaties uh, without congressional approval. Then he has to go to Congress after the 90 days. If he doesn't get it, he's got another 90 days to, to wind down whatever he started. If he refuses to wind it down, then it takes two-thirds vote of Congress to bring it back. This is patently unconstitutional. Nixon vetoed this because he thought it crimped his style. Nixon thought that just because the president does it, that means it's lawful, and the president <laughs> could kill anybody he wanted. It's unlawful because it is a delegating from Congress to the president the power to choose a target for war. Madison was very clear. If the president can both choose a target for war and wage the war, he's not a president, he's a prince. We have that power separated. But Congress looks the other way when presidents kill people, particularly if they're unpopular people like uh, the Palestinians. Well, let's or, look at all the, the presidents in our lifetime that have killed people. Uh, you could not name a uh, president in from FDR to the present who has not uh, killed people without a declaration of war. FDR, for all of his faults, he did have a declaration of war, but start with Truman and go all the way up to um, uh, Biden. They have all killed without declarations of war. Absolutely. Well, how about J I don't think um, JFK did, did he? Good point. You're right. And they killed him for not doing it. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They killed him for wanting to dismantle the CIA, the president's secret army. And not go into Vietnam. Right, right. Well, we were in Vietnam. I suppose we killed people there under JFK. He thought he was sending advisors in and never imagined it would morph into 500,000 troops, 10% of whom would come home in body bags. Yep. 52,000 American boys of your generation and mine yep. uh, killed in a useless, meaningless, immoral, illegal, unconstitutional war that was intended to let LBJ have 12 years in the White House. And about 250,000 to 350,000 seriously wounded. 
Yeah. And mentally, you know, I know guys that were there. They don't want to even talk about it. They're so upset about it. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, we had the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama. Assad has to go. Gaddafi has to go and lies his way into power by becoming president as a peace candidate. And he launches the uh, the Afghan troop surge. And then we right. had Bill Clinton. Every time he got caught with his pants down, it's bombs away over Baghdad. And then we have Biden, who in his stupid talk the other day or last week, <clears throat> talked about the the uh, Israeli war. He quotes Madeleine Albright. Oh, the killer, if ever there was one. Who's quoted, and anybody could Google it up, but Madeleine Albright, Leslie Stahl's 60 Minutes, when Leslie Stahl asks her, if the price of 500,000, 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five that have died because of what Bill Clinton did to Iraq, is it worth the price? And she said, yes, it is. And that's who Biden quotes. Yeah. And then, of course, there is the worst of all of them, um, George W. Bush yep. in Iraq and uh, Afghanistan lying his way into mass murder and war crimes. Yep. And the people followed it. 88% of the people followed little Georgie Bush's line. We're going to get that guy, Osama bin Laden, dead or alive. And we go into the Afghan war, the longest war in American history, ended in disaster, by the way, by Biden. Right. Oh, people forgot that, huh? Yeah. But they forgot it because then there was the uh, the Ukraine war and now the Israeli war. And you write here, Judge, and this is very important. Beyond the imminent attack, the basis for war must be read, must be real. The adversary's anti-U.S. military behavior must be grave. The objective of war must be clear and attainable. And the means must be proportionate to the threat. Has Russian military threatened U.S.? No. Have the Palestinian people? No. What grave acts of aggression have either committed or threatened against the U.S.? You write none. Yet we're at war with both of these. Correct. Now, what I stated there is not my opinion. That's international law to which the U.S. theoretically is bound by the Geneva Conventions, the U.N. Charter, three or four other uh, treaties that we've signed. But, you know, like just like the Constitution, just like federal laws, presidents do whatever, whatever they whatever they want. I don't know. um what the consequences will be. Uh, McGregor and Ritter uh, are telling me potentially disastrous and likely World War III. If those those 2,000 Marines on that ship uh, storm the beaches in Gaza, do you think that uh, Turkey and Lebanon and, and Iran will sit still? Of course not. And let's put the numbers together. There are 1.8 billion Muslims in the world and 16 million Jewish people. So you're outnumbered. (laughs) Say the numbers again, because it's going to startle most people listening to us. 1.8 billion Muslims, 16 million Jewish people. 
So you're out. And the, and the Jewish people are half in Israel and half in the U.S., more yeah. or less. And now, you know, you can't say anything against Israel because you're called an anti-Semite or anti-Jewish. And somebody wrote to me, Salenti, you're not anti-Semitic. You are a despicable Jew hater. Oh. It's obvious. You are an Italian scumbag. Oh, God. Because I'm called, I'm, here, you mentioned, uh, who was it, um, Madison that you mentioned about a prince? Who was it you mentioned? Yes, about? Madison said, who wrote the Constitution, said if the president could both declare war and wage war, he wouldn't be a president, he'd be a prince. And we have not elected a prince, we've elected a president. Yep. Wow. So now let's talk about the prince and royalty. This is from our Trends Journal judge when it used to be a quarterly, Crusades 2000. Mm. I wrote this in 2006. <clears throat> in my book, Trend Tracking, or Trends 2000, which was this one, which was an international bestseller, I had forecast the crusade. Again, this is from the spring edition, 2006. We're talking about the prince. Regardless of what England's reasons or intentions were, self-serving or otherwise, Crusades 2000 was set in motion by the 1917 Balfour Declaration that laid the foundation for Israel. This is the quote. His Majesty's government views with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object, end quote. His majesty, the prince, look at these clowns. His majesty, what the hell are the British doing over there in, in, in what they call Palestine? Oh, the sun never sets on the British Empire, I forgot. It does now. <laughs> But I'm just saying, this whole thing was illegal. Yes. It's illegal. Well, the Western uh, powers just uh, snapped their fingers and declared uh, criminal acts like uh, dislodging 750,000 Palestinians from their villages and ancient uh, homelands and declaring... Uh, the law to belong to a country that didn't exist. The Western powers just blessed it and suddenly it became legal. Harry Truman said, okay. The UN said, okay. And then right after that, all the other uh, major Western uh, governments uh, fell in line. And now here's what everybody's forgetting. And again, this is one of our top trends for 2023, Middle East meltdown. We warned that this was going to happen. And we did this on January 3rd of this year. There it is. Top trend, Middle East meltdown. Said all of what's going to happen. People don't know. They forgot. Benjamin Netanyahu became the prime minister again. And he launched a Judicial Reform Act of which hundreds of thousands of people were taking to the streets. You're ready for 39 weeks in a row throughout Israel. 
39 weeks in a row. And according to Jerusalem Post, uh, Times of Israel, Haaretz, the Israeli newspapers, there was a civil war going on in Israel because of this Judicial Reform Act that the people were against because it took the power away from the courts and gave it to the politicians so that Netanyahu wouldn't be brought up on the charges that he's being brought up on. But people Correct. have no idea about this. Now it's all forgotten because when all else fails, they take you to war. And that's exactly what happened because the data came out that Israel knew that Hamas was going to be attacked. That comes to the United, came from the United States and it came from Egypt. That They knew this was going to happen and they let it happen. And the people forgot about what was going on before this. Now, this is from your trends journal in June of this year. We remind Trends Journal subscribers that the 1967 Six-Day War, Israel invaded and seized Palestinian territory of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, Gaza Strip, and the Syrian Golan Heights, expelling 300,000-plus Palestinians from their homes while gaining stolen territory that was three and a half times its original size. To date, some 670,000 Israelis now live in occupied West Bank. Israeli settlements are illegal under international law. They violate Article 49 of the Fourth Geneva Convention, which states, quote, the occupying power shall not deport or transfer parts of its own civilian population into territory it occupies. Well, the Geneva Convention is a treaty to which Israel is a signatory, just like uh, American uh, presidents who violate treaties to which the U.S. is a signatory. Prime Minister Netanyahu has done the same. The West Bank keeps shrinking because of the Israeli uh, settlements, encouraged and financed by the Israeli government and profoundly unlawful. We go on to write, Israel is about to approve 4,560 new housing units in parts of the West Bank. Yep. And Al Jazeera reported that there is growing concern that Israel will soon take full control of the West Bank. And here we are. The Palestinian foreign ministry said approving settlements is, quote, a dangerous escalation to complete the annexation of the West Bank. So there you got it. But you're not allowed to say this because then you called an anti-Semite. And, and again, to make this clear, everybody, the people running Israel are Ashkenazi Jews from Eastern Europe. They're not Semites. Palestinians are Semites. People from the Mesopotamia region are Semites. They're not, you're not, they're not Semites. The, the Netanyahu's, the Ben-Gurions, the, the, uh, all of them. They're Eastern European they're not Semites. But also, Judge, now you're seeing what's going on in Florida and in the United States. If you come out saying anything, anything proving the facts of what Israel is doing is against international law and murder of the first degree, you're blacklisted. Well, in Florida, uh, the governor, Ron DeSantis, who is uh, waging a uh, fruitless campaign for the Republican nomination for president, either last night or this morning, ordered his secretary of education 
to order every Florida uh, public college and university, which is a lot, to disband groups that challenge the Israeli government. This is punishing people because of speech. The First Amendment applies in Florida, and this should be um, enjoined by the first federal judge uh, to look at it. But this that is what politicians... I'm, I'm sorry, go on. No, this is what politicians will do. They will use the levers of power to trash the Constitution uh, in order to uh, pander to certain uh, voting groups. What an arrogant little boy he is. An arrogant little boy. Yep. He's a shitty as we say. It's all they are. You know, here's an article, Judge, a whole page ad in the New York Times. Jews say ceasefire now. This is for Jewish voices of peace. And they're blacklisted. These are Jewish voices for peace that are saying this has to stop. And they had a big rally in D.C. And you know what they called it in the media? A pro-Palestinian rally. Wow. And these are Jewish people. And again, this has to stop. And, and, and that little Lindsey Graham, he called it, we are in a religious war. And I'm with Israel. Oh, we're in a religious war? Why am I in a religious war? What if I don't agree with their religion? Lindsey Graham said we should bomb uh, Tehran. Lindsey Graham tried to get a Newsmax reporter thrown out of a press conference because he didn't like the question, which actually was a perfectly legitimate question about support for the Palestinians in the U.S. Uh, Congress. And um, he's, he's just... Uh, become maniacal uh, about this and encouraging the president. Well, this is the same Lindsey Graham that asked Joe Biden to send killers to assassinate Vladimir Putin. This is the same Lindsey Graham who asked Joe Biden uh, to bomb Tehran. This is the same Lindsey Graham who, well, he acknowledges it or not, would bring us into World War III like that. And this is the same Lindsey Graham that those little prostitutes, those media whores that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and their government whoremasters have him on constantly. Yes. Have him on this little slobby boy that couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag that loves war. They have it, but peace you're not allowed to put on. And you were talking about being, you know, Harvard and UPenn donors revolt raises concerns about big money on campuses. This is from CNN. Big donation, but big, uh, big money donations are booming at America's colleges, helping fund higher education, blah, 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 blah. But big donors often come with strings attached. Major donors typically give to specific purposes at school. And this is about how the big donors, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, all of them, University of Penn, pulling their money out because students are coming out against what Israel is doing. Well, you know, you can do what you want with your own private money, but when the government interferes with people's expression of free speech on a college uh, campus, 
like Governor DeSantis is attempting to do uh, in Florida. It's a profound violation of the Constitution, and it's a violation of his oath uh, to uphold the uh, Constitution. It's also a violation of Florida law and the Florida Constitution uh, at the same time. But because it is generally accepted by the force of opinion among us, you will hear very few people like you and me criticizing Governor DeSantis. Very few. They're the cowards, that's why. Again, Biden says U.S., quote, has an obligation to be involved in wars in Israel and Ukraine. That was after 60 Minutes last week. Judge, on a final note, what's going on with Trump? Trump is in very bad shape, uh, Gerald, after the um, uh, guilty pleas of Kenneth Chesbro uh, and Jenna Ellis, two lawyers that were with him and Rudy Giuliani almost inseparably uh, in November and December of 2020 uh, and January 2021. They are prepared uh, to tell uh, a jury in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, and in Washington, D.C., that they... Uh, concocted fake electors uh, who pretended uh, to have been chosen by the people of Georgia and orchestrated those electors to sign forged documents to send uh, to the uh, archives and to the United States uh, Congress, and that Trump knew about uh, all of this. Yesterday, we learned, this happened apparently a few months ago, but it was leaked yesterday, that Trump's uh, last chief of staff, Mark Meadows, has been granted immunity by the special counsel. Now, that is the greatest gift the feds can give you, and they don't give it for free. They give it when you have enough testimony from out of the mouth of a credible uh, person to sink their target. Their targets are Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump, and the principal witness against them will be their former co-conspirator, Mark Meadows. And very bad, think? very bad for him uh, in the January 6th case in D.C. and the January 6th case in Atlanta. And what do you think the outcome will be? <clears throat> I can't see Trump uh, pleading guilty. This, this, this is going to put tremendous pressure on Giuliani to flip on Trump. That's the only way he stays out of jail. He's 79 years old. He's supposedly bankrupt. Uh, he's not in good uh, physical health. This is the only way he stays out of jail is if he flips on, flips on Trump, something he vowed he would never do. But that's what this is intended uh, to uh, produce. And Trump, of course, wouldn't plead guilty to anything uh, at the at his trials. His, his lawyers would be crazy to put him on the witness stand because he, he, he can't stop talking. Uh, this is very bad for him. The question is, will these convictions interfere with his race for the Republican nomination? Uh, which appears that he's on the march toward it. Nobody can lay a glove on him. Not Chris Christie, not Ron DeSantis, not Nikki Haley. Mike Pence is about to quit. Uh, This is Trump's uh, for the asking. Uh, But he's in very, very uh, deep trouble and likely incarceration if convicted in either of these these courts. Wow. Well, Judge, thank you so much. And um, everybody listening, please do what you can to support peace. And it's up to you. The future's in your hands. Don't drop it. Thanks, Judge. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.